0: going on good people having a beautiful time man serendipity season two episode 27 want to talk to him about what we're going to discuss today oh yes
1: sir today we're going to have a great discussion about excuses expectations and shared experiences
0: yes lord be sure to follow us on instagram at serendipity with inky johnson across all podcast platforms including youtube be sure to follow share like subscribe we greatly appreciate your support. Hope you guys enjoy the show. Peace. Peace. What's going on, good people? Welcome to Serendipity Podcast Season 2, Episode 27. I'm Ink. I'm Oak. What's going on with you, Wazo?
1: Oh, man. Um, I'm good, man. I'm good. You know, we in the midst of uh, spring break, which is uh, the transition of the seasons. Right on. And that uh, definitely, for me... Um, Signifies that there's a transition that needs to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know how we do it. at the beginning of the year, we all set our uh, New Year's resolutions and this, that, and the other. Yet, I also, for me, I deal with uh, I deal with life as the universe gives it to us. Mm-hmm. You know, it gives it to us, and from the days of the months, the moon, and whatnot, but also with the seasons. So we're in the, in the midst of trans uh, trans transitioning to a new season of spring and what sure. that brings. And that's where pretty much where my spirit is, you know, renewing, unknowing, planting, mm. uh, putting seeds in the ground right now. Sure. Uh, that's, that's, that's where I'm, the big picture where I am. What about you, boss?
0: Embracing, man, embracing and working on this thing called patience. You know, like I was telling you, I started off the year with that word, patience. And uh, it's been grooming me, man, more than than anything. It's been growing me. And so I'm grateful for it. I think I'm better as a result of it because it's made me cognizant
1: Mm -hmm.
0: of when to try to apply the patience more than anything. So we solid, man. We solid. Start us off with one, man. um, The Sugar Boy says, worrying is carrying tomorrow's load with today's strength. Carrying two days at once. It is moving into tomorrow ahead of time. Worrying doesn't empty tomorrow of his sorrow. It emptied today's of his strength. Worrying doesn't empty tomorrow of his sorrow. It empties today of his strength. It's carrying tomorrow's load with today's strength. Carrying two days at once, man.
1: Um the first thing to come to mind is like be where your feet are. Yes, sir. Like be present. Absolutely. Um that which has happened, you can learn from. That which has yet to happen, um, you know nothing about. So the thing that you can control is the right now. Controlling the controllables. You know, we have all of these different d- different sayings for uh, today. But be in the moment. Be present. Right? That's, that's difficult. It's easy to say. Right. But it's very difficult because we don't know the external effects, the uh, external stimuli, Mm -hmm. And like in this moment, everything could be all great. So I can be in the moment. I can be and and not think about the next 10 minutes or the next 10 hours or the next day. Uh, But if I know I got a a paper to write, I know I got a big project that is due or I got, you know, whatever it may be in all of our lives. There's something that is coming that that's going to require my attention. Mm. Can I remove that or put that to the side and live right now and be in this moment and what this moment is pre- presenting to me? Yes, sir. Right. That is what it's like to be in, in concert with the universe. It, it's, uh, it's sort of like you and I or anyone that you're close to, I can be here, but I'm not present. Absolutely. So Absolutely. it's being present. And the beauty of that, of uh, the beauty of being present is the universe got something for you. God got something for you.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah. At every moment, there is something that God got for you that is going to enhance your life, but we miss it mm. because we're thinking about tomorrow. Yeah. We're thinking about what's next. Yeah. And it's like, boom, because it's just like the river flowing. The river's not going gonna, to gonna stop. Oh, you missed it. I'm going to back back up. No, the river is going to flow. Time is going to keep going. Yes, sir. So when you miss it, you've missed
0: it. Missed it. Absolutely. And
1: that was the thing that was for you.
0: Mm. Mm.
1: That very thing it was for you. It was, it was part of your healing. It was part of your any whatever it is that you feel like, or whatever it is that you need. Yes, sir. We missed it because we were thinking about tomorrow. Mm. That's the importance of being where your feet are. That's why it's important. And it may not be such a big revolutionary thing, but guess what? It may be.
0: Absolutely.
1: But either way, because you were not where your feet are, you missed it. Missed it. You didn't give yourself a chance at it. As I, I tell coaches all the time or, or people asking, you know, from a football standpoint, they say, you know, how we going to do, you know, what what, what you going to do, how, how the team is going to do this weekend. What, you know, what about the game? Tell me about the game. Hey, man, we just trying to line up right. Mm. Yeah. Because if we don't line up right, yeah. we don't give ourselves a chance to be successful. Absolutely. So Absolutely. I just want to line up right. Mm. I just want to put my feet on the floor. I just want to be present. Yes, sir. I want to yes. be in the moment. In the moment. Give yourself a chance for the universe to pour into you, to enhance you, to give you the opportunity to be fulfilled, to find joy, to whatever it is that you're seeking. Mm-hmm. Be in the moment. Be in the moment. Don't let tomorrow rob you of today. Mm. As simplistic as it sounds, man,
0: it's one of the most profound statements ever. When you say be where your feet are, be in the moment, as simplistic as it sounds, it's one of the most profound statements ever. Uh, the good book says, take no thought for tomorrow, for tomorrow will take thought for itself. Mm-hmm. Right? Worrying is carrying tomorrow's load with today's strength. Right? Catch it. Worrying is carrying tomorrow's load with today's strength. Right? Like a long time ago, Oak, I started looking at life through the lens of man, it's going to be what it's going to be. It's going to happen how it's going to happen. You worrying about it ain't going to change it. Mm-hmm. Right? It's just going to make you lose sleep about it, get stressed out about it. But you worrying about it, it ain't going to change the situation because you're just thinking about it. Right? You can't change it. If it's going to happen and manifest, it's going to happen and manifest. We cross the bridge when it gets there, right? But when you worry about something, more times than not, it creates a negative connotation and perspective upon what you're worrying about, right? It's like um, I read a quote once that said, the fear of something happening oftentimes is more powerful than it even happening, Mm. right? The fear of something happening is even more powerful powerful than it actually happening. Oftentimes you're worrying about the fear of something happening that the fear and the thought becomes more powerful than the actual manifestation of it happening because you worried about it for so long. You can get to that point and it may not even happen, right? Like worrying is carrying tomorrow's load with today's strength. Like stop worrying about it, right? It says it in the Bible, right? Look at the birds, Look at the lilies of the field. Don't I provide for them and take care of them? Aren't you more important than them? What you worrying about it is going to do about it. Embrace it as it comes and unfolds and manifests. Don't worry about it, man. Think about it, right? But don't worry about it. Worrying does nothing. It changes nothing, right? Appreciate it when it comes.
1: Embrace it and navigate how you need to navigate. So somebody, you know, they just heard both of our diatribes about. Yes, sir. Um, you know, not worrying and and not taking it, not bringing tomorrow into today. Mm-hmm. And I, I just want to clarify that doesn't mean that does not mean for us not to plan, not Absolutely. to think about, not to um, be and and give ourselves the opportunity to be prepared for what's next. Absolutely, we're not saying that. Absolutely, am, am I? Yeah, yeah, Can you got it. You okay. got it. Okay. You got to plan so, so how do I distinguish between worrying and planning?
0: Right. Worrying causes stagnation and you don't move. Okay. Oftentimes when a person worry about something, you just sit and you think about it and you don't take a plan of action. Mm-hmm. Preparation involves action. I'm finna move. I'm finna strategize. I'm finna put things in place. I'm about to prepare. I'm about to prepare a place for if something happens. Like that's different. Worrying, oftentimes, a cat is just stagnant. You yeah. don't move. You just think about it. Right. It, it almost paralyzes mm-hmm. the action that mm-hmm. you can take in mm-hmm. terms of doing something. But I think when you strategize and when you plan for something, it involves a level of action that puts you in a proper situation in case something does happen.
1: And and and, and for me, I also think about the notion of worrying um, if it doesn't bring you peace. Hmm. Because what's worrying for me,
0: yep.
1: it may not be worrying for a, a a person who's who's wired to plan. Right. I'm not necessarily wired to plan. I'm more so wired to strategize. Right. That that's, that's just who who I am. Right. right. So um if I got to, if I gotta plan something, then that brings angst and worry into me. Hmm. I, I got, well, no, I'm not, I, I can't plan that. I don't know what's gonna happen May sixteenth. I don't even care about what happened in May sixteenth until May fourteenth get here. Yeah, right. That's that's my the way my DNA works. I got you. But someone else they want to know and they need to know mm-hmm. everything up until the next for the next thirty days. Absolutely. So worrying is that thing that prohibits you or that doesn't bring you peace mm-hmm. some people enjoy thinking about something toiling over something wrestling with something in their mind right day in and day out and it it's, it's like it brings them a, a level of peace right it doesn't bring me nor you mm-hmm. a level of peace right so I don't want I don't want us to mis uh, or or be misconstrued. Or taken the wrong way that we're saying um don't do you. What we're saying is do you. And your business. Anything that is outside of how you process mm-hmm. is what we call worrying. Is that fair to say? Absolutely. Right. So what we're saying is get in your process, get in your flow, do it how you do it, that it that is most efficient and that brings you peace. If it doesn't bring you peace, that is the issue. That's what me what what uh I mean when I say put your feet on the floor be present if it is not bringing you peace if it's not bringing you solitude in that moment then your feet are not on the floor mm. you're getting swayed by the waves you're getting swayed by the tide you're getting swayed by the wind whatever however you want to you know describe it so putting your feet on the floor is finding your solitude and finding your peace yeah whatever that looks like and however that feels
0: yeah and 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 I got a question in and- and I'ma uh, shift it. And I need your opinion. Right. And I can't. My, my question cares. for you is: I want you to think about something. Right. Have you worrying about a situation ever changed it? Like That's the only thing I want you to ask yourself. Like when you think back about experiences, people, situation, circumstance, have you ever worrying about a situation like ever changed it? Right. Outside of you losing sleep, I'm not diminishing any situation. Right. Because we all go through it. But when you think about it, say, man, me worrying about it, has it ever changed the actual situation? Mm-hmm. There's a difference in terms of strategy, but worrying about it, negative connotation to it, has it ever changed anything? Right. And so, um, okay, I heard a coach say something a few days ago, man. Um, they were talking to him about adversity. They said, man, your team has faced a little adversity. Right. And opposition and he said, oh, I love how we perform, right? But they didn't get the victory, right? Mm-hmm. They, they lost. And so the guy that was talking to him and interviewing him was like, you love how y'all perform, but y'all lost. He was like, oh, yeah, I love how we perform. It's like, I don't look at a loss the same way you may look at it. I look at it from individual progression. Mm-hmm. He's like, now, I want you to realize something. He said, all adversity is not bad. All opposition is not bad. He says sometimes you need a little adversity and opposition so you can learn how to navigate the train on the tracks. So when things start to go smooth, you good and you're in a great place. And so my question for you, Oak, is have you ever found yourself in the midst of a situation where there was uncertainty, opposition, adversity, to where it probably didn't feel good at the time, but it ended up being good for you in terms of opposition and adversity to where... People looking at it might consider it to be a loss, failure, not beneficial. But you being in the midst of it got to a point where you was like, oh, no, this is definitely beneficial
1: for me. Uh, as you were talking and I'm processing and, and you asking the question, it was the first Friday in October of 1992. And I scored a touchdown. I okay. was playing quarterback high school, my junior year. Uh, we were down uh, seven to zero. Um, Lamar County um, ran a bootleg, scored a touchdown. I'm the kicker, uh, about to kick the extra point. Mm-hmm. Kicked the extra point and missed it. Mm. And when I put my leg down, dude, late hit me. And uh, basically, I, I literally I tore my, he tore my ACL Jeez. in my right knee. So my season ended, wasn't able to play basketball uh, my junior year. And so uh, that adversity, that going through everything from having a torn ACL. Remember, this is 1992. This is not 2002. This is not 2012 where cats come back in 14 days from a torn ACL. You know what I'm saying? So um, shout out to Hughes Clinic in Columbus and all of the work. Yet that process of who I understood and learned about myself,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I wouldn't trade it for the world. Like if I had to go back and say, and and could do it all over again, yes, I would do the exact, I would have it happen the exact same way. Mm. Yeah. The exact same way. The fortitude, the moments of now when I'm, I'm faced with adversity, I'm able to recall back to those moments. Mm-hmm. Thanksgiving Day, just going to eat dinner, then going back to the weight room. I got the key to the weight room from my coach.
0: Yeah,
1: to rehab. Yeah, and then the thing is, I'm I'm just taking you through, bro. That night, going to see Malcolm X, which changed your movie, which yeah. changed my life, hmm. which set me on the direction of meeting you. That's the serendipity of all of it. Yeah. Like if I wouldn't have gotten hurt, if I wouldn't have had that time to really become introspective. Okay. Who knows what direction I would have went. Hmm. So I, at that moment, I understood football was not uh, who I was. It's what I did. Of course. I understood that football was an avenue and a mechanism for me to get an education. It wasn't. I wasn't a football player. I played football. No doubt. That's real. Right? So that, that being the catalyst, that event, t- tearing my ACL and having to go through the rehab and the tears and not even knowing, like, at the time where well, I was gonna get a football scholarship. Mm. I didn't know. I was I I really was almost about to lose my mind. The Only thing I knew was to just go work. Yeah. Just go rehab, 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 come back next season. And fortunately I was able to uh secure a, a football scholarship as a result of that work and that internal um work that I had to do. Absolutely. Like it it was literally I had to go meet God for myself.
0: Yeah. Absolutely.
1: In in the in the dungeons and the doldrums of me and those weights and and, and then the tears. And and the, I, didn't, I couldn't do it or the feelings, the, all of the feelings that I had. Mm. And I know all of this pales in comparison to your experience. Mm. So I can't say anything about, you know, there's no comparison because it was mine and it's yours. Right. But I wouldn't trade that. No question. I wouldn't trade that. No question. That adversity... It was really a victory. Mm. We lost the game, bro, because I missed the kick. Mm. And then I ended up, I wasn't able to redeem myself in terms of being able to come back and we get the ball back again and go down and maybe have a game-winning drive or whatever. So I'm sitting there with all of that for a whole year of I let myself down. I let my team down. I let my town down. I let the school, you know, that's how I looked at it. Yes, so I, I, I carried that burden. I put that burden on myself. There's no one else. I put it on myself. Yet, because I did that and because I was able to uh, get on the backside of that, I I relish that adversity.
0: I, I think some of life's most beneficial situations, circumstances, come from some of our most painful and not beneficial situations mm-hmm. and circumstances. Right? Like... Um, I think it's an art form to a person navigating adversity, opposition, challenges, pain, and being able to step back and see it from the macro, right? When it's happening, when it's manifesting, being able to step back or having people around you is so important to say, hey, man, hey, chill, step back. Let's go. Adversity and opposition. This could be an amazing tool. I know it doesn't feel good right now, right? Right. Like I I said something to uh, some cats last week because some cats was doing pretty good in a certain situation and they were talking about them like, man, these cats, they nice, they this, they that. Boom, boom, boom. I'm like, no question. Skill level through the roof, intelligence through the roof, right? Mm -hmm. Brilliant. Operating, doing their thing, right? And I said, but be careful. They said, why? I said, it hasn't been much opposition and adversity yet, right? You never crown a king, a team, or organization until they've been battle tested, no matter how great they do, right? Cats can do well all day without opposition and adversity, but the first time they encounter opposition and adversity, you may never see them return to the form that they were in prior to the opposition and adversity when they encounter it, right? And so you never crown a king, a team, or organization until they've been proven to be battle tested. Because through the battle test is when a cat develops the certain skills that they need to be able to sustain and not only attain success, but to be able to sustain success. Not able to get to the mountaintop and be like, whoo, I'm here. Then that version opposition comes, knocks them to the bottom. But get able, get to the mountaintop, be able to sustain, breathe that rare air and say, nah, I not only got here, I know what it takes to sustain me being here. Right. That's what opposition, adversity and a perspective to say, nah, man, not all adversity and opposition is bad. Not all pain is bad. Right. Like when you look at how certain cats grew up, like I wouldn't change how I grew up for nothing in the world. If a cat came to me and say, hey, you can grow up in Santa Barbara. Right. I'm talking about 20,000 square foot crib pool in your backyard on the beach. You can grow up there. Would you change your childhood? I say, nope. I'm cool. Hey, Inc., you can go up with your own room, man. Your own bed. Would you change it? Nope. I'm cool. I love sleeping on the floor with me and my cousins. I loved it. Best time of my life. We sleeping on the floor, all of us. We talking, hearing cats eavesdrop on the phone. I loved it. Going to the table, and we got to make sure we got enough cereal for everybody to eat. And so you got to get a little bit, cats mixing mixing water with their milk. I loved it. I wouldn't change it for nothing in the world. Cat got to go in there, get a syrup sandwich. I loved it. I wouldn't change it for nothing in the world because it taught me a certain level of gratitude and appreciation. I love getting up. And before I would walk out of the door with my younger cousins, my grandmother would always say, Anki, yes, ma'am. Remember, you got a choice. Remember, you got a choice. I would say, yes, ma'am. And we would walk to the bus stop and I would grab my little cousin's book bags and I would shake them out to make sure with no roaches and rats in it. I loved it, right? Because when I got to a certain level to where people was giving away resources, giving away cleats at Tennessee, giving away bags, giving away gear, and cats was like, man, we will not get no more? I'm like, no more? You just got a free bag. You just got free shoes. You just got a free jogging suit. I came up, I'll wear the jeans Monday, my cousin will wear them Tuesday, my other cousin will wear them Wednesday. They used to say to us, just make sure y'all got enough shirts. Go to the corner store, buy some black and some white T-shirts, y'all exchange the jeans. I loved it. I wouldn't change it for nothing in the world. Not all opposition, adversity, and challenges are bad, depending upon the lens that you see it through and the perspective that you acquire once you go through it. But if you're so busy focusing on the opposition and adversity and you thinking everything about you, you're going to miss 90 to 95% of the lessons that you can acquire and extract To make you a better person, to have shared experiences. So when you go into different environments, to be a better person, right? Shared experiences, right? It says it. We're overcomers by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. That's why when a cat share their story, you're like, bro, that's wild. I could dig it. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Mm -hmm. That's why you don't want to miss it, right? What comes to mind when you think shared experiences, Oh, Oh,
1: that's that's the bonding that people... um, really have like you you only or the strongest bonds you can have with people is when you share experiences and share emotions mm. and not necessarily saying you have the same emotions right on but you share emotions yeah that requires a level of vulnerability you can take any team any team any organization any family mm-hmm. they all can eat every sunday together but if they are not willing to share their emotions then there won't be a connection. Mm. You can have a team that plays, you know, and practices and, and fly together and travel together and be on the court together or the field together and whatnot. But if they don't share their emotions, then I don't know you. I love this. Oh, I love this, right? Like what creates,
0: I want you to break this down because I want cats to hear. I think this is needed. What creates the space for cats to share them emotions? Like you're saying, vulnerability, vulnerability,
1: vulnerability, vulnerability, vulnerability. right? You have, we have to be open enough. Yeah. We have to be willing to, uh, we have to be willing to lose it all in order to gain everything.
0: Yes, sir.
1: Yes, sir. And then because you are in line with the universe, because you are in line with God, Right? You're going to win. The only thing you have to do is be willing to lose it all. Just the willingness to lose it all in order to gain everything. Mm. That's vulnerability. Right? So if I'm vulnerable, meaning I am not feeling my best today, I'm I'm mad. And in fact, I'm mad with you. Mm. I'm... There is... Okay, bro. <laughs> we, we can pontificate and talk all this shit. We can't want to. Take it there. So... Cause I had to. Cause they sent me some stuff. I needed to send it back. Yes, sir. Over oh, this past week. Yes, sir. I didn't. I. 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 I was dragging my feet on it. Yeah. And I had my reasons, my thought process. Mm-hmm. But I. I. I fucked up. Yeah. I should have sent it to her when she asked for it. Mm-hmm. I was all the way wrong, man. Yeah. And when it was brought to my attention that I was all the way wrong, because. I didn't know I was wrong. It wasn't my intent to be wrong, mm-hmm. but I was wrong. And when it was brought to my attention to shift my perspective that I was wrong for not sending her what she had asked for, mm-hmm. then I had a choice to make. I can make the excuses. I can give the reasons and be like, oh, she'll be, you know, she'll be all right. She got it now. And we we solved the problem. No. Vulnerability is when I saw her at, on sight, I kneeled at her feet. I'm sorry, cuz. Mm. It wasn't my intent not to, to dishonor you like that. Like the, I, I dishonored her. It, it bothered me on the inside. Mm. So if you don't have those shared experiences with people to where you are able to be vulnerable, not when it's always good, mm. even when it's not good, even when they may fuck up or you fuck up. Excuse my language, I'm sorry. When you f up or they f up. Mm. But if you're not willing to be vulnerable to have those shared experiences, then you're not melting that, uh or the welders. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're not melting the metal so that you can combine the other two metals together so that they stay forged. Yes, sir. That's Vulnerability good. is melting the metal so that the metals stay forged together. That's good. Mm. That's good. Like literally, if I, I, if you don't feel it inside, if you don't feel inside when you've done somebody, if when you didn't uphold somebody's character, or when you fell short, or when you were not your best self with the people that you love, mm-hmm. if when if that doesn't move you inside, mm. I ain't got nothing for you, bro. Mm. Mm. I I really I ain't got nothing for you.
0: Yes, sir. Uh, yes,
1: sir. Uh, That's vulnerability. Yeah. That's removing of the ego. Mm.
0: That's
1: good. That' wrong, and it was hard. Like, damn. I had my reason. I was all good. I felt good about it. Yeah, yeah. I felt good about. <laughs> I felt good ab- ab- about it until, cause I felt good that I I accomplished. I I didn't fully understand the assignment, but I did the assignment. Yeah. So I felt good on that end, and then you feeling good, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And then somebody come and say, "Nah, you missed the mark. <laughs> you missed yeah. the mark." Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: And how do you respond to that? Hmm. If you respond with indignation, mm. with excuses, with pride, yeah. right? Then, nah, what you've done is you've you've separated yourself from your people. Mm. That's good. You've separated your, th- those emotions and, and that, that connection that you have mm. with your folks is now tarnished a little bit. Yeah. So either you're going to tarnish it or you're going to strengthen it and bind it that it can never be broken. And that starts with vulnerability. If you're not willing to be vulnerable, if you don't make the choice to be vulnerable, then you can never experience joy. You can never experience uh, elation. You can never experience the fullness of what life has for you.
0: Picking it up. I'm picking it up. The reason I asked that question too, man, that was, that was strong. The reason I asked that question is because it's like, having a space and environment to be vulnerable is extremely important and what i've come to learn even in my own life just in terms of because it's people man like people always want to give insight advice tell people what to do tell people how to do it especially if it works mm. like if you can't get something that <laughs> work oh man they go to a phd overnight where they the, they the doctor overnight. You know what I'm saying? They finna tell everybody how to do what they trying to do, right? It's like Jay-Z say, everybody can tell you how to do it and they never did it, right? And so when, when I started thinking about it, just from teaching it, right? And being vulnerable, working with young people, working with family, and you will see people make mistakes or do things the wrong way. And a cat will respond in a certain way, even if you got the answer of how they should do it, right? And you say it, and your behavior ends up diminishing the message. And so you said it one way, but the behavior that you reflected diminished the message. Mm -hmm. And so they didn't even hear the advice, the insight, the perspective, because of the behavior and the way that you acted when you were relaying the message, right? And so it compromised the vulnerability, right? Mm -hmm. In a moment to where it could have been an amazing teaching moment. And so in my own life, what I had to realize was that was a gap between... Information, model, and vulnerability, Mm -hmm. right? I had to realize in my own life, like, yeah, bro, you can say the right thing all day. But if you don't model it, they don't get it. If you don't model it, they don't get it. You could tell a cat, hey, be mentally tough. Hey, respond this way. Hey, turn the page. But if you don't model it, they don't get it. Because all certain people see is the behavior, right? Right? But the quotes say, let your actions speak so loud, don't even hear your words. What certain people see is the behavior. So you talking, you moving your mouth, but they see the behavior,
1: right? They don't see the vulnerability. Talk to me, man. So, so you, I don't know why the spirit's probably just moving right now. This notion of teaching and what you were just talking about, right? Mm-hmm. And this is how I see it, Inc. You got what you say mm-hmm. when, when we're talking about teaching, like right. really teaching. As a parent, as a teacher, as, uh, you know, anybody that you have a relationship with that you're trying to convey a concept to. Mm -hmm. You can can explain it. You can speak on it. You can do it. You can show. Mm -hmm. Right? Those are two different things. Now, we talk about the highest of character is when what you say and what you do are the same thing. Absolutely. Right? So... I'm speaking on it, and you seeing me do what I speak on. Mm. That I have a high level of integrity, and I have a high level of character. Next level. Right? So it's like you talking and and telling, uh, you got to be respectful. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Right? And then every time you're mindful of when you're talking to his mother, that you're always respectful. Uh He's watching. So he's picking up what you put down without you really being direct to him. Then there's this other level of what I think when real teaching happens. Mm-hmm. Real teaching happens is when you do something, you say something, you be authentically you, whether that person is there or not.
0: Absolutely, absolutely.
1: Right. That's when I'm really teaching because I can. I I can liken it to my kids, right. When they were growing up, I was cognizant of providing them with experiences. Mm-hmm. Cool, they got some cool experiences. Been these places, did these things, saw these things, uh, whatever it may be. Yep. Wonderful. I was intentional about it, mm. but I still wasn't teaching. Mm. You know when I really when I was teaching, when when they saw me doing what I do, whether they were there or not. Yes, sir. So. Yes. Uh, I was teaching when I took them to football practice with me. Mm. And they saw me coaching cuz I'm a coach. Yeah. Whether they there or not, no doubt. I'm going to teach these young cats, you know, these football players whether my boys with me or not. No doubt. It wasn't to it wasn't in, I wasn't intentional about showing them a certain type of side of me.
0: Mm.
1: I was being me. Being you
0: absolutely
1: so then now, when I say to them what it means to be a Mitchell, we, we help people. Yeah. So that's not lip service. That's not me putting you in a situation or taking you down on the weekend to go and do this community mm-hmm. service. No, this is what you do. I see you yeah. do this, sir. No doubt. Yeah. So you can't help. Now, you you can't help but to pick it up. Now, what you do with it is your business. Right. But that's what I taught. Mm. Yeah. I taught you to help people because I did it whether you were there or not. That's good, that's good. I was trying to, not trying to be, I was being my authentic self. You just happened to witness it. Mm. I was gonna be my authentic self, whether you saw it or not.
0: Absolutely.
1: Now you teaching.
0: Yeah, that's good.
1: A few minutes ago, we late starting this podcast because I was upstairs doing what?
0: Yeah,
1: teaching. Teaching ink. Teaching math, right, and teaching math. I'm going to do that whether you here or not. Yep. If there's a young cat want to know and, and, and inquisitive about math, everything yeah. else stops. Yeah. yeah, That's when you're a math teacher. You're not a math teacher because you know math. You're not mm-hmm. a math teacher because somebody giving you a paycheck every two weeks or a month for yeah. you going into a math class.
0: Yes, sir. That's good.
1: So you're a teacher. So now what he got from that was in the way in which his parents responded Oh, there's a value in this. Mm-hmm. That's that's the lesson. Now we're teaching. Now we teach teaching. Now we teach teaching.
0: That's good. When you don't allow your actions to betray your words and you do what you do because it's who you are and not just what you do.
1: Right. Regardless of somebody seeing it, regardless of any fanfare, whether they see it or not. I'm going to... If I'm watching the football game and I got a remote control, I'm going to press stop and rewind, and I'm going to fuss at that TV. He didn't set the edge. He didn't <laughs> keep his outside arm free. Whether somebody is there or not, I'm going to be talking yeah. to that TV. And if really? somebody pick up the phone, I'm going to call them and be like, hey, man, did you see how he didn't set the edge? Yeah. That's piss sorry. Yeah. You saw he how he got his back foot, his outside foot back. He can't set the edge that way. Yeah. You see that stance, it sucks. I'm coaching football whether somebody's there or not. No
0: doubt. That's what you teach. No doubt. No doubt.
1: That's what you
0: teach. I got you. So, man, we're going to land this plane. We got a word. The word today, courtesy of T, is expectation. Expectation. Expectation, man. Talk to me.
1: Relinquish expectations for yourself and for others because that is the um, the prerequisite for chaos, the yeah. prerequisite for strife. Expectations are a figment of people's imaginations. Mm-hmm. It's a figment of your imagination. It's a figment of my imagination. I don't expect. I know. Yeah. I'm not telling you what I think. I'm not telling you what I feel, I'm telling you what is, Mm -hmm. right? So an expectation is, I'm hoping this to happen. I want this to happen. I believe that this can happen. That's cool, right? It's cool to start out with expectations, but the objective is to get to the point where there are no expectations. It just is. What is? Inky is going to show up authentically Inky. I don't expect Inky to show up. I don't relinquish that. I know it's gonna show up. No question. No so question. it just is. I know that this is gonna happen. I know that if I walk off the top of this building, I'm gonna fall to the ground. Yeah. So I don't expect to fly. Mm. Right. Yeah. So you want to study something. You want to be involved in something. You want to give yourself your total self to something in such a way that where you get to a place where you're able to relinquish the expectations and you just know that it is. Mm. I don't expect God to be God. I know God is God. Yes, sir. God is. God is. There are no expectations of God. Mm. Because once I put expectations on something, then I put limitations on mm. it. Because once mm-hmm. I say something is, then I got to say what.